Good morning. I'm Arjun Singh from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, February 10th. In today's news, the Biden administration asks for resignations from current U.S. attorneys. And after a mission to Wuhan investigating the origins of the pandemic, a World Health Organization team dismisses theories that the virus originated in a lab leak. But first, the big idea. Tuesday marked the first day of former President Donald Trump's second impeachment trial. But if the party line vote on whether the trial is even constitutional is any indication, the process could be over before it truly begins. On Tuesday, a divided Senate voted largely along party lines to proceed with the impeachment trial, rejecting the argument put forward by Trump's lawyers that it is unconstitutional for a president to be impeached and convicted by the Senate while no longer holding office. The Post Megan Flynn reports that in his opening argument, Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland delivered an emotional pitch to the Senate and described how he had brought his children to the Capitol on January 6th to help them process the recent death of their brother and Raskin's son. But rather than witness the transfer of power, Raskin said his children spent much of January 6th hiding from the violent mob that stormed the Capitol in a bid to overturn the election. A mob House impeachment manager say Trump is, quote, singularly responsible for inciting. Accompanied by cell phone footage of the Capitol attack, mixed with clips from Trump's speech just before the siege, Raskin implored the Senate to hold Trump responsible for the events of that day. Trump's legal team had a different pitch for the Senate. In oral arguments, Republican senators later described as rambling, disorganized, and a, quote, missed opportunity, Attorneys Bruce L. Castor and David Schoen sought to portray the entire second impeachment as a partisan charade, one that was fueled by angst against Trump. This trial will tear this country apart, perhaps like we have only seen once before in our history, Schoen said at one point. My colleagues Amy B. Wang and Tom Hamburger report that in particular, Schoen took ire with Raskin's initial presentation of footage from the January 6th attack and accused Democrats of engaging in, quote, a blood sport of sorts. Sometimes shouting into the microphone and glaring at lawmakers who were seated throughout the chamber, Schoen reiterated the charge that the entire impeachment was unconstitutional and misguided. While all but five Republicans eventually sided with Schoen and Castor's argument, it did not mean many thought they made a compelling argument. As the Post, Felicia Sanmez, Sungmin Kim, and Mike DeBonis report, Senator John Cornyn, a staunch ally of Trump, said the defense team's argument was, quote, not their finest moment, while Senator Lindsey Graham said he was confused by Castor's argument. So while only six Republicans joined with Democrats to move the trial forward, the defense's poor performance was enough to convince Senator Bill Cassidy to move forward with the proceedings. It was disorganized random, Cassidy told reporters after Tuesday's proceedings. They talked about many things, but didn't talk about the issue at hand. The issue at hand is it constitutional to impeach a president who's left office, and the House managers made a compelling, cogent case, and the president's team did not, he said. And that's the big idea. Here are two other stories that should be on your radar. Number one. The Biden administration has asked the remaining United States attorneys appointed by former President Trump and confirmed by the Senate to step down, except for two who are working on politically sensitive probes, including one of President Biden's son, the Justice Department announced on Tuesday. 
The Post Matt Zapatosky reports that in a conference call, the U.S. attorneys were told the resignations would not necessarily take effect immediately, and they would be allowed to stay until February 28th. But the move has generated criticism from both Republicans and Democrats alike. Illinois' two Democratic senators, Dick Durbin, the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, and Tammy Duckworth both said in a joint statement that they were disappointed the administration didn't contact them first before asking for the resignation of Chicago U.S. Attorney John Lausch, whose office has been pursuing a corruption case that involves a powerful state Democratic lawmaker. And Republicans have been quick to point out that Democrats cried foul when former Attorney General Jeff Sessions, Trump's first Attorney General, asked for resignations for the remaining U.S. attorneys appointed by former President Barack Obama during his tenure. Of the 93 U.S. attorneys in the country, only 57 appointed by Trump and confirmed by the Senate remained, according to a Justice Department website. While it was inevitable Biden would select his own U.S. attorneys and move out those appointed by his predecessor, the request for their resignations on Tuesday signals Biden is seeking to purge those sympathetic to Trump sooner than later. And the move is not unprecedented. During the administrations of Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton, U.S. attorneys were also moved out, though some at a more gradual pace. But the move is consistent with the Biden administration's push to undo Trump-era directives or change the government's position in court cases. Despite Biden's pick for Attorney General Merrick Garland not yet being confirmed to his position, the Senate Judiciary Committee announced that it has scheduled a two-day confirmation hearing for the nominee on February 22nd and 23rd. Number two. After a 12-day visit to Wuhan, the World Health Organization reiterated that the coronavirus likely spread from animals to humans and cast doubt on theories that it leaked from a lab. The Post Gary Shi and Emily Ruhala report that the group's findings more than a year after the initial outbreak and after months of wrangling between China and the UN Health Agency could be a small step toward understanding the roots of the global crisis. At a news conference, the team of Chinese and international researchers said they found the virus was spreading in Wuhan during December 2019. They suggested a seafood market in Wuhan might not necessarily be the source of the outbreak. The researchers also left open the possibility that the virus may have been transmitted to humans through frozen food, a once-fringe theory that Chinese officials have been touting as part of a broader push to claim that COVID-19 did not come from China. The team also dismissed as, quote, extremely unlikely, unquote, another theory that the virus leaked from a laboratory at the local Wuhan Institute of Virology. Peter Ben Emberic, the Danish food safety expert leading the WHO team, said his group was satisfied with answers about safety at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and will not recommend further investigation into the possible links to the lab. But the statement is likely to draw scrutiny. Most researchers believe the virus was transmitted from an animal to humans, but a small group of scientists said that they shouldn't rule out that the virus may have slipped out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, an institution that conducts work on coronaviruses sampled from bats. Some scientists have even expressed skepticism that the institute would be forthcoming with the WHO team and caution not to take things at face value. But Ben M. Barrick stood by the team's assertion, telling reporters that the judgment was based on, quote, long, frank, open discussions with researchers and management, unquote, at institutions, including the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, February 10th. I'm Arjun Singh. Thanks for listening.